Shaking everybody, welcome to a special bonus episode of Improv Tabletop, the show that's usually an RPG actual play, but we're doing something pretty different today. Uh, before we get too far into it, I'm your host and GM, Ned Wilcock, and today I'm joined by... Christian Randall, gotta go fast. Conrad McDouglas Woodard, the Blue Bolt Enthusiast. Yes, in case you haven't guessed, we're doing something Sonic related tonight. Now, <laughs> in our first patron hangout stream that we did, we decided to go through a choose your own adventure book called Space <laughs> Vampire, and it was ridiculously fun. And so we decided that uh, we're going to do a picking up of the torch, as it were. So the thing that kind of got me back into choose your own adventure books is there's a podcast called 8-Bit Book Club. It was founded by Emily Axford, Brian Murphy, and Caldwell Tanner. Uh, you may recognize some of those from Dimension 20, maybe from Not Another D&D podcast. This was their first kind of like big foray into the geek podcast kind of world. And most of the time they would read like novelizations of video games, which are usually pretty garbage, it turns out. But <laughs> at one point they started like fans would send them adventure game books, choose your own adventure games based off of different video game properties. And the most notorious of all of these is Sonic the Hedgehog Adventure Game Book 1 Metal City Mayhem by James Wallace. Now, <laughs> they have tried to beat this book on like three or four different occasions and they have not been able to yet. And so what we're going to attempt to do tonight is to do what Brian Murphy and all of his good friends have not been able to do. We're going to see if we can beat this heckin' book here. Uh, maybe we're just completely IP thefting them. Maybe we're picking up Woo. the torch and running with it. I like to think it's the second one. <laughs> so if we do win, you know, Murph, this one's for you. It's, yeah. all, it's all for your glory. I'm doing it for Emily. Yeah, she's pretty cool. <laughs> she's pretty great. I'm doing it for the troops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Respect. Sorry, Caldwell, nobody's doing it for you, but we still love you anyway. No, that's just what Connor calls Caldwell. Oh, the yeah. The troops. Yeah, he's my the troops. Anyway. <laughs> so something that's pretty special about this Choose Your Own Adventure book, like it does have the whole situation of you get to the end of a section and it's like, hey, if you do this, go to this page. If you do this other thing, go to this different page. But you also have a stat sheet. You have this uh, couple pages in the book called Sonic's Vital Statistics, where you've got different ability scores. And at certain points, you will roll dice to see what happens. So to just kind of go over this real quick, we're, we're going to fill out uh, Sonic's Vital Statistics sheet so we can figure out what all of our cool abilities are. I'm just going to run down through all these really quick. We've got speed, strength, agility, coolness, quick wits, and cool looks. <laughs> and the thing that I love about these descriptions is it's like, you know, this is the reason why Sonic is cool in this way, but here's also why he's kind of a jerk. So if you look at like, I don't know, quick wits, for example, when something happens, Sonic's always the first to react to it, but he doesn't like hanging around and hates waiting for things or people. <laughs> Sometimes that means he's not prepared for what might happen next. So turns out every trait is a double-edged sword in this game. <laughs> now we get to stat one of these at five, one at four, one at three, and then the rest of them are all twos. So, what do we think is Sonic's strongest ability? I am speed. Mm -hmm. Gotta go fast. Yes. He is the Sonic. I am speed. Quote, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> he also says, um, eh, eh, eh. That's another one of his big lines. I was eating chicken uh, during this, but I just want to voice my opinion here. Speed is the most important stat. We are, of course, going to put our highest point into that. Mm -hmm. Now... Our stat that is going to be our second highest, our four stat, strength, agility, coolness, quick wits, cool looks. Ooh, coolness or cool looks? I, I kinda, he's a cool, he's a cool cat. If cats were hedgehogs. Yep, let's give him the coolness. Coolness? Coolness, good old fashioned coolness. Yeah, I mean, just like the attitude that Sonic has in those first few games, like when you're not moving, he just looks at you like, hey, why aren't you making me run right now? I wanna be running. <laughs> Which that's another uh, quick little point of order. This book was published in 1993. This book is as old as Christian and myself. So <laughs> this is not the new sort of rebrand of Sonic. We are going to find no Rouge the Bat or Biggs the Cat or any 
of that. This is back in the day when Sonic <laughs> was a member of the Freedom Fighters. This was when he dated Princess Sally Acorn instead of Amy Rose. So this is like OG Sonic stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is the deep lore you you come here for. Exactly. This is Mario's Jump Man or uh, Mega Man's <laughs> Rock Man. Yeah. Do you get me, video game nerds? Gamers, you get it. <laughs> All right, now our stat that's going to be number three, we have strength, agility, quick wits, and cool looks. Quick wits has the word quick in it. Yes. It does. It does have So it should, be, it should be a higher stat, right? Let's prioritize that. <laughs> speed, speed, speed. I like the idea that he's impatient because... Time to him is just a lot slower. <laughs> it's like Hammy the Squirrel from Over the Hedge when he drinks caffeine. <laughs> yeah, <meat>. right. <laughs> man, I've been thinking about that movie a lot lately. Dude, Ben, ben Folds, Folds, man. He yes. slayed that soundtrack. Oh, it was, it was a slam dunk and a home run. All right, so that means that strength, agility, and cool looks are all going to get twos. I can live with that. Now, also on our vital statistics sheet, we have our lives left. We have three lives. We have a slot for how many rings we've collected, which if we take a hit, our rings go flying and that gives us a little buffer. We have a section called Egomatic Hits that I do not know what's going to happen. And I've listened <laughs> to 8-Bit Book Club try and beat this book like three different times. So maybe I missed something. We'll see what's going on. And then we also have Sonic's stuff. Equipment, gadgets, and stuff that Sonic will collect in his adventures. We have a pair of red trainers, a Sega Game Gear, and a Botman cartridge. Awesome. I'm pretty sure egomatic just means you egomatically win, right? Yeah, don't we Definitely. egomatically win? Is the game over? <laughs> All right, that wasn't very hard. Now, one other kind of ground rule that I want to set before we get into this. Obviously, we want to win this game. And yes. when 8-Bit Book Club did this, they played it like very purist. Like they didn't track which pages they went to. They didn't go back if they failed and didn't like the result. They just went all the way through. So hmm. what are we going to do? Like, should I be writing down which pages we're going so I can keep track of what path we're taking? Or are we just going ride or die beginning to end? I mean, I'm the Dark Souls friend, so I say let's ride or die, but <laughs> <All right. laughs> whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. Sonic doesn't look back. He does not he goes, look back. He just goes fast. Don't look back. Keep your eye on the track. I think that's yeah, from the yeah, movie Racing Stripes about a zebra who becomes a racehorse. That sounds Man, pretty poignant. Deep cut. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> so this is maybe the time that we revealed that in terms of like, we're trying to beat the folks at 8-Bit Book Club. We're trying to have a better KD ratio than them. Yeah. We unfortunately are already off to a disadvantage because we tried recording this once before using just like a PDF that I downloaded online and it was missing a whole bunch of pages. So no, we've already lost this game the once. the first is gone. <laughs> yeah. So I went to, I went online and I found a bookseller in England who had a copy of this book and they shipped it to me here in Idaho for 23 bucks. So, Amazing. Nice. Thanks to our lovely patrons for letting me buy Sonic <laughs> books from England. It's a write-off. Yep. It's a tax write-off. That is the wildest part of this. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this. All right. So we're going to start at section one. We have a nice illustration of Sonic the Hedgehog sitting on a rock playing his Sega Game Gear. It's a quiet afternoon in the Green Hill Zone. The only sounds are the breezes rustling the leaves of the trees the splashing of the waterfalls, some strange clanking noises in the distance, and a series of small electronic bleeps, crashes, and explosions as Sonic the Hedgehog sits on a rock, playing Botman on his Sega Game Gear. He borrowed the Botman cartridge from his piggy friend Porker Harris this morning and has been playing it all day without a break. I wish I could do that. He's almost finished <laughs> it as well, except that he just can't work out how to beat the huge Technobot at the end of level 6. Whenever he tries, the Technobot stomps on him every time. Eventually, Sonic's stomach rumbles and he realizes that he hasn't eaten since breakfast. He switches the game gear off, grabs a burger with large fries from his metal sandwich box, and tucks in. Five minutes later, he's finished, but hasn't come up with any good ideas about the Technobot, except for one, asking Porker Harris what to do. Porker's the only one in the Green Hill Zone who has finished the game. It took him six weeks, because Pig's Trotters aren't too good for controlling the game gear, but he did it in the end, and that means he must have beaten the Technobot. Sonic is almost too proud to go and ask his friend's advice, but Porker is a good friend, and besides, it's only a video game, not the end of the world. Right? Right, everybody? Oh no, I'm feeling some foreshadowing. Sonic stands up, puts his game gear in his sandwich box, and sprints off through the green hill zone to look for Porker. The zone is still littered with a lot of the junk that Dr. Ivo Robotnik left here after the last time he tried to take over the world, but the spikes, springs, smashed robots, and traps are all rusting and falling apart, with grass and bushes growing over them. 
The place is a mess, but it's Sonic's home and he's fond of it. Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, life finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> the grass has grown back. Mm-hmm. As a wise man would say, yes. <laughs> There's no sign of Porker anywhere. As Sonic stops and looks around him, he realizes that he can't see any of his other friends either. The whole zone seems deserted and silent, with no birdsong or sounds of animals at play. Even the waterfalls seem quieter, and, strangest of all, the background music has stopped completely. <laughs> it's very eerie, and Sonic begins to get an uncomfortable prickly feeling down his back that has nothing to do with his spikes. He comes around the edge of one of the cliffs and stops. In front of him is a scene of destruction. Trees have been uprooted, bridges smashed, and huge scars carved into the earth, and there's still no sign of anyone or any movement. What's going on? Sonic turns around and looks out of the pages of the book straight at you. Uh, <laughs> straight at straight at me, apparently. Sonic is speaking to me. <laughs> to you and through you. Yes, I am the voice of Sonic. Uh, I need a Sonic voice. <laughs> hey, pal, he says. Yeah! It's good to see you. You're supposed to be the one with the bright ideas around here. What do you think I should do? If you think Sonic should search the torn up area for a clue about where his friends might be, turn to section 66. If you think he should find some of Dr. Robotnik's old devices and try to use those to help him, turn to section 119. But if you think he should stop rushing around and spend a while thinking about the problem, nope. turn to page 170. Okay, we're nope, not we're doing going that. Going we page, stop rushing around. Page 16. We are rushing to find our friends. Yeah. Rushing to find friends. That is page 66. Oh, 66. Look at me not listening. It's all good. <laughs> Sonic has never seen any part of the zone damaged this badly before, not even during Robotnik's last takeover attempt. Something has really torn it up. Everything is wrecked. Smashed branches and broken trees, huge clods of earth and rocks pounded into gravel and mud. Trodden into the dirt is a single gold ring. <gasps> Sonic scrapes the mud off of it and puts it in his pocket. You should write it down on Sonic's vital statistics. There we go, one ring. Then he notices that whatever has trodden down the ring has left a large square footprint in the earth. There's a trail of them heading north. If you think Sonic should follow the footprints, turn to 147. If you think he should stop and think about things for a while, turn to 173. Mm -mm. If he hasn't tried any of the old equipment lying around the zone yet, and you think that would be a good idea, turn to 119. Two of those sound like they're slow. One of them sounds like they're fast. I yep. say we follow the footsteps. Let's go with <laughs> A for alrighty then. Alrighty then, we're going to go to page 147. Sonic sprints northwards along the trail of devastation. Soon he hears the sound of a familiar voice calling, Help! Anyone! Help me! Mixed with clanks and thuds. It's Miles Prower, better known as Miles the Fox or Tails to his friends, oh, and it sounds like he's in trouble. <laughs> Sonic slows down and watches him from behind a rock to see what's going on. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Two bronze robots are holding the fox up by his twin tails, and poor Tails is swinging between them, trying to thump their metal bodies and shouting for help. Sonic knows he has to help his buddy, but he's not sure how. Do you think he should attack the robots with a supersonic spin attack, shout to distract them, or follow the robots and their captive to see where they're going. Why follow when you can be faster? You must be faster. We must attack with fast. Spin. Hit him with the fast. Spin. All right. We're going to supersonic spin attack, turn to page seven, way back towards the beginning. I think this is where we weren't able... No, we're, we're close to where we <laughs> couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing pretty well so far. Sonic realizes that there's no time to waste and rushes straight into the fight, leaping into the air and rolling himself into a whirling blur of spikes for a supersonic spin attack. These robots each have a rating of five, and Sonic will be using his speed ability to fight them because Tails is too exhausted to help. Oh, baby, we're getting into rules time. Rules yeah. territory. So the way that fighting works in this book, let me just make sure I've got it correct because, surprise, I haven't memorized all the rules for this new game. Uh, so Sonic's enemies each have a rating, which is a number between five and ten. To fight them, roll one die and add it to the ability Sonic is using in that fight. The section will tell you which. So in this instance, we are rolling with speed. So we're going to roll a d6, add speed, and if we roll higher or equal to the enemy's rating, the enemy is beaten, pow, it says in parentheses. <laughs> if not, the enemy has a chance to strike back against Sonic. So we roll one die and add it to their rating. If the result is more than 10, Sonic gets hit. 
ouch, in parentheses, <laughs> but if Tails is fighting alongside Sonic, he gets to add three points to his attack roll. Well, nice. good thing we're fast. We are very fast. This is one way in which we definitely have a leg up over the 8-Bit Book Club folks because they never made speed Sonic's highest stat. That is a blasphemy. Foundational <laughs> mistake. Blasphemy indeed. And Murph would agree with us. It's just Emily and Caldwell who are trying to be chaos goblins over there. <laughs> I respect that. Christian and Connor, do either of you happen to have a D6 on you? Boy, do I. Ready when you are. Quite literally always. <laughs> All right. Connor, go ahead and roll that D6 for us. Ha, that is a two, my friends. We got a two. Two plus five against <laughs> the robot's rating of five. Okay, roll one <laughs> die, add Sonic speed. If the result is five or more, the first robot is smashed. If it's Ooh. less than five, Sonic blah, 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 blah. If Sonic is hit, blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> Once Sonic has defeated the first robot, he must attack the second one in the same way. So, Christian, would you roll another d6 for us? Uh, that is a four on the die for a nine in total. All right. So once both robots are beaten, turn to page 222. This is where we lost last time because the PDF nah. did not have page 222. Nope. The very <laughs> legally acquired PDF. We got it from <laughs> Sega. The one that Sega posted on Reddit in the r slash 8-bit book club subreddit. <laughs> Thanks, Sega. <laughs> you know, it was legit. It was from you, Sega483. <laughs> exactly. The second robot explodes in a shower of diodes and bits of printed circuits. Sonic stands in the wreckage looking at it. That's odd, he thinks. Robotnik usually traps living creatures inside his robots, but these ones were machines. That means I don't have to be so careful next time I smash some. <laughs> there we go. Tails groans from the puddle where the robots dropped him. He's looking very muddy and sorry for himself. Sonic can talk to him, or he can search the bits of destroyed robots. Neither of those are very fast. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk to him quickly. Yeah. All right. We're going to turn to page 81. Sonic looks down at his muddy pal. How are you, muddy pal? He asks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this book is so 90s. I love it. He's a savage. <laughs> Not pulling those punches. Tails groans and stands up. I'm okay, I think, he replies. I, I need a more distinct Tails voice. Do it like Toad from Mario. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is going to be audio poison. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Let's not. I'll just make him a little proper British boy or something. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure that Tails, Tails talks like this. Oh, I like that better. <laughs> uh, Tails groans yeah. and stands up. I'm okay, I think, he replies. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. You're a true friend. Tails portrayed by Patrick Warburton in this ad yeah. adaptation. Amazing. You're a true friend. Sonic isn't the blushing type. No problem, he says. When you've saved planet Mobius as often as I have, rescuing a pal is everyday stuff. So where were the robots taking you? Tails squeezes the mud from his tails and fluffs them back into shape. They were heading north towards the new city you've heard about. Sonic is puzzled by this because he hasn't heard about any new city. He can ask <laughs> Tails to tell him more about it, search the wreckage of the robots if he hasn't already, or decide that there's no time to waste and head north now. Yep, 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 You know yep. what we're doing. All <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Keep up, Tails. Ooh, this is a fun little illustration here. The city walls are made of a gleaming silvery metal. They're not straight, but at a slight angle. Set into them are two huge steel doors. Each door is 30 times the height of Sonic or Tails, and they are firmly shut. Above the doors is a massive sign which announces Robotropolis. Abandon hope all ye who enter here, and that goes double for hedgehogs. <laughs> Dang. Tails, this one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take this one. I see. <laughs> there is no obvious way in, but next to the doors is a slot shaped like the ones in the chests of the robots that kidnap Tails. Sonic and Tails can try to sprint up the city walls. They can try to burrow under the foundations. They can plug a cartridge into the slot beside the door, or they can knock on the doors. Well... I know which one involves running. So, yeah, I'm going to go with... We can definitely... Especially since the walls aren't even straight up. This will be easy. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Sonic's just going to cast Spider Climb on himself and get right up those walls. Child's play, yeah. Oh, man. I just... I got to a page of this book that is very crumpled. Like, I can tell that this book spent a lot of time in some young British child's backpack back in the day. Awesome. Sonic takes a run-up and lands on the slight slope of the city walls, his feet moving as fast as they can. At first, it seems as if he's getting somewhere, but the metal is just too steep and too slippery. After a minute, he gives up and lets himself slide back to the bottom. That's not the Sonic I know. Ooh. Not bad, says Tails. Not good either, Sonic replies. We'll have to try something else. If the duo haven't tried tunneling their way in and you think they should, 
turn to 39. If they should try plugging a cartridge into the slot by the gates, turn to 126. If you want them to knock loudly on the gates, turn to 279. Do we have a cartridge? Or is that something we were supposed to have picked up? Oh, like the game cartridge we have? Yeah, we have a Botman cartridge for our Sega Game Gear TMTM. <laughs> Let's for sure plug that in. I think that's yeah. the secret passcode. Man, this book is crushing my spirits because it just proved to us that running can't solve every problem. Yeah, uh, wow. Break, <laughs> it breaks the illusion pretty hard for me. I'm a Mario fan now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, page Don't you 126. Mean Mario? Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Russ Frushtick of the Besties. Incidentally, Brian Murphy also pronounced it Mario. Oh, that is no. so hilariously incorrect. Love that. <laughs> Sonic examines the slot. It looks as if a Game Gear cartridge, or possibly the cartridges that the robots had in their chests, would fit into it, but there's no telling what it would do. If you want Sonic to put the Botman cartridge in the slot, turn to 90. If he has the Blitzkrieg cartridge, he can try He can try it at section 151. <laughs> if he'd rather try knocking on the doors, turn to 279. Or he can try digging under the walls or running up them. Can we try running up the walls again? <laughs> yeah, do we want to try running up the walls again? Turn to page 110. <laughs> nah, I think we're good. <laughs> I, think, I think we might be caught in one of those loops. We don't want to soft lock yeah. ourselves. Let's put Botman in there. <laughs> All right, Botman, section 90. Sonic presses the Botman cartridge into the slot. For a second, nothing happens, but then the Botman theme music starts playing. A bit wobbly and unsteady for a moment, but then it gets louder and stronger. A thin wisp of smoke comes from the cartridge. Is uh, this a creepy Sonic... pasta? <laughs> oh, man, what's... Trevor is dead? Is that what it is? Trevor yeah, drowned? something like that. Uh, oh, geez, Will drowned is the Majora's Mask one, I think, or yeah. something like that. I know what you're talking Yeah. Okay, uh, anyway. so we need, to, we need to roll Sonic's quick wits and beat a six. Uh, Connor, go ahead and roll that D6 for us. Fortunately, you have plus three to quick wits. Well, good thing I rolled a one and I have integrity. Oh no. Okay. If Sonic succeeds, then he snatches the cartridge from the slot just in time. It's hot but undamaged. But if Sonic fails, the cartridge catches fire, jamming the slot with melted plastic and circuitry. Uh, we need to cross oh. the Botman cartridge off of Sonic's vital statistics sheet. I hate Oops. this. Didn't we borrow this game from Porker Harris? <laughs> yeah, we did. Porker's hey, probably there, already bacon. Is there like we're, a precipice nearby we can just jump off of? Because I feel like we lost our main, <laughs> our main weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Porker. We turned your cartridge into a creepy pasta. Um, <laughs> pasta. So, <laughs> if the slot is unjammed and Sonic has another cartridge, he can try that in the slot. But if not, he can knock on the doors. I try digging under the walls or running up them. <laughs> ah, let's knock. I don't you like digging. You want to knock? You yeah, hate dude, digging? digging? Digging is for echidnas, and we hate echidnas. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are a polite hog, so we're going to knock on this door. Yeah, fastly, at least. <laughs> Rapid knocking. This is like a, a QTE where you have to like press A as fast as you can to knock on the door. Sonic hammers on the doors. One of them opens just enough for a robotic eye on a stalk to peer out. Intruders, rumbles a voice from inside. The eye spots Sonic and Tails. Intruders, intruders! The door uh. opens further and three bronze robots rush out, each with a cartridge reading Eggs Terminate implanted in its chest. They look ready for a fight. Roll against Sonic's agility rating to beat a seven. Christian, could Ooh, you right. go ahead and roll that for us? Christian, get this really good or we're going to die. Do we have a plus two in agility? We do have plus two in agility. Oh boy. So you got to roll a five or a six. <gasps> well, luckily, I rolled a six. Woo! Oh, beauty. If you succeed, Sonic and Tails dodge past the robots into the city. So we're going to go to page 30. We're not going to page 77. That would be terrible. Yeah, that, <laughs> oh, that's wait. the heck page. Wait, wait a second. Actually, we've got an option. Whoa. If you fail the roll or if Sonic and Tails would prefer a fight, turn to 77. Nah, let's go fast out of yeah, here. Fight, a fight's <laughs> okay. just going to slow us down at this point. we got to go fast. Yeah, we need to keep our momentum. This is a speed run. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> we're top, speed running a choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, top strats include not fighting any robots. <laughs> yeah. All right. Section 30. The two animals sprint into the city and the huge gates clash shut behind them. Like it or not, they're stuck inside. This is definitely a creepypasta. Oh, yeah. They're stuck inside with us. <laughs> Sonic isn't quite sure what he's looking at. At first glance, it seems to be a huge city, or possibly a huge machine, or both at the same time. 
There are massive buildings that might be machines and massive machines that might be buildings. There are structures and girders and devices and scaffolding and cogs and gears and beams and levers and conveyor belts and cranes and flashing lights and pulleys and hooks and the smell of molten metal and hot tar and wet cement and the sounds of clanging and thumping and well, grinding and digging and welding and scraping. Scent. <laughs> cool. I thought I was I was so determined to get that in one breath, but it yeah. beat me. Holy this, cow! This is a Sonic book. Yeah. These, Thank you, James Wallace. Okay. <laughs> Bronze robots scurry to and fro, carrying oddly shaped bits of metal that are grabbed by cranes and fitted into new buildings or new machines. Sonic can't tell. The robots ignore the hedgehog and fox, who watch the chaos and confusion with astounded eyes. Wow, breathes Sonic. Definitely, agrees Tails. <laughs> Sonic tries to read the words on some of the robots' program cartridges. They seem to be a complete mixture, ranging from excavate through exchange to legget. One particularly funky robot seems to have a reggae cartridge, but Sonic oh isn't sure gosh. whether he read that right. <laughs> hey, look, shouts Tails. That one's got your name on it. Sonic follows his friend's pointing finger and sees a large silver robot with a cartridge marked Hedgehog. It looks oh. menacing and is coming towards the animals. Other silver robots are following it. Should Sonic and Tails stand and fight or run away? Well, I like a good fight, but one of those... Uh has one of my favorite words in it, so. <laughs> run. Uh, yeah, going to turn to 247. <laughs> Rolling around at the speed of sound. Got places to go, gotta follow my rainbow. <laughs> well, you know, at least we made it like halfway into the episode before it happened. <laughs> I've been All holding right. that one back the whole time. <laughs> Sonic and Tails zoom away from the silver robots who speed up to follow. They're fast, and they know the layout of the city, whereas the fleeing friends don't. Several times the duo turn a corner to find a pack of silver robots waiting for them, and several times they're almost caught. Finally, with a pack of pursuers right behind them, they duck into an alleyway, only to find that it's a dead end. Sonic <gasps> screeches to a halt and looks at Tails. Well, old pal, he says, stepping backwards, look like this is the end! The ground has opened <laughs> under him, and he and Tails are plummeting down a long, twisting what? tube made of smooth metal. After a fall that seems to last for half a minute, because it does, uh, <laughs> it seems to last for half a minute because it does, Sonic hits the floor first and Tails bounces off his back. They are in a dark cell turned to 101. Can't, oh boy. Is this before Tails can fly or something? Apparently. You know, <laughs> I thought that was like his, his whole shtick. Maybe his tails are probably a little bit delicate from being manhandled by those two robots earlier. They oh, plus he's our muddy pal, so... He's and he is still... our muddy pal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Section 101. The cell is damp, dark, and smells of old socks. It obviously hadn't been used for a while. A little light filters down from the hole in the ceiling, but otherwise the cell is unlit. There doesn't seem to be anything around. Sonic and Tails can search the room, or they can try to get back out the way they came... Alternatively, if Sonic has an exterminate cartridge, he can examine it closely. Why don't we? I feel like we should have been collecting cartridges. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was a, a, an important thing. I thought we were just borrowing that from our buddy. Let's look around the room for cartridges. <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll, we'll examine the room quickly. <laughs> Page 158 to quickly examine the room. Searching the cell doesn't take long. It's completely empty, but in the darkest corner is a narrow tunnel that looks as if something has chewed through the metal walls. Sonic and Tails can explore it, or they can try to get out through the hole in the ceiling, or if Sonic has an eggs terminate cartridge, gosh, he's really just pushing our, <laughs> rubbing our face in it. What do we want to do? All right, let's pretend we got one of those. Um, I say let's, uh, I, I, I've played enough Metal Gear Solid games to know if we crawl through this hole, we're going to get out of here. Also, geez, these prisons need to get better cells. Let's crawl through here, boys. Agreed. All right. Hedgehogs love crawling in places. I know this one in particular is more of a runner, but mm, I, we love holes. <laughs> yes, starring Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> a classic. Page 135. I'll lead, Sonic says boldly and crouches to enter the tunnel. Once inside, the roof gets higher and the two can walk along comfortably, although it's almost totally dark. Something clanks ahead of them. Robots, whispers Sonic. You chill here. I'll attack. It didn't sound like a robot, whispers Tails. It sounded like, well, just metal. It could be a friend of ours. Nothing metal is a friend of mine, snaps Sonic. <laughs> Dang, Oh, dude. man. We got, we got a Sith dealing in absolutes here. <laughs> <laughs> Why not shout something before you attack, Tails suggests. If you think Sonic is right, turn to 115. If you think Tails is right, turn to 212. I am Sonic, so I'm always right. Isn't that how this works? 
What do you think, You're Connor? Correct. <laughs> well, me, Connor, thinks like, uh, yeah, Tails is the smart ones. But as Sonic, I think, shut up, Tails. I've been listening to you for like two hours. I got to get out of here. <laughs> All right. We're going to turn to 115. <laughs> Tails opens his mouth to say something else, but Sonic has already revved up and shot off down yes! the tunnel, spitting like a maniac. That's our boy. A second boy. later... <laughs> A second later, this is definitely a creepypasta at this point. <laughs> a second later, there is a loud crash and two loud yows. Tails jogs down to see what happened and finds Sonic sitting next to an animal wearing bits of robot armor on its body. Both animals are rubbing their heads. Who are you? Asks Tails. I'm Boombox, the steel-plated rat, answers the newcomer. Are you with this crazy pussycat? Hey man, I'm not a cat, I'm 100% hedgehog, snarls Sonic. And you should watch out wandering through these tunnels looking like a robot. That's bad news. I built these tunnels, dude, says Boombox. You're in my home. You two are the intruders here. Things haven't gotten off to a good start. But Sonic and Tails have the chance to ask Boombox a few questions. Choose from these. Dude, Boombox is such a 90s name. He's, oh, gosh, he is yeah. the rat. He is the big rat. The Who makes rat. all the rules? Yeah. Uh, one could say so. Let's find out. Let's let's see how this encounter goes. <laughs> Maybe right. we make all the rules. <laughs> we, we can ask Boombox one of four questions. Why are you here? Have you seen our friends? Who's running the city? Or why are you wearing that robot armor? Where are our friends? Tell me my friends. Take All right, we're going to turn to page 106. Your friends? You mean the other animals from outside like you? Says Boombox. I've seen one or two, but the robots have got them all. I don't know why. Do not meddle in the ways of robots, as my old dad used to say, for they are subtle and quick on the draw. <laughs> come to think of it, I come to think of it, I know where one of them is. A rabbit. He's trapped in the same room as my girlfriend, Dancer. Could you, could you help me free her? Who is this guy? I, I want to hang out with him. He's Boombox. <laughs> he's like, where well, they are, blah, blah, blah. He speaks like a wise man, but also he dates a girl named Dancer. <laughs> she arranged Get you a rat that can do both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If Sonic and Tails agree to help, turn to 123. If they'd rather continue questioning the rat, they can ask why he's in the city, who's running the city, or why he's wearing robot armor. We're not here to ask questions. We're here to make actions. We are here to proceed with speed, so uh, <laughs> let's, let's go speed. save Dancer or whatever. Yeah, we need to put that on a shirt. Proceed with speed is very good. <laughs> <laughs> the three set off down one of Boombox's tunnels, with Sonic and Tails following the rat. That doesn't sound right. He should be following us. <laughs> yeah, come on. We're, we're gonna we're gonna pretend that he's following us. The tunnel twists and turns and finally ends at an opening high in the wall of a large room. Boombox, the first Boombox, the last to look in the room because he's behind us, gasps aloud. They're in there, he says, but the machine started, so you'll have to work fast or they'll get mangled. Sonic and Tails look through the opening. The room is filled with a huge machine with whirring gears, moving conveyor belts, and thumping jackhammers. That was a much shorter run-on sentence. Thank you, James Wallace. <laughs> Tied to one of the belts are two animals, their friend Johnny Lightfoot the rabbit and a female rat. Both are shrieking in terror as the belt moves towards the gaping mouth of the machine, which is making a hideous grinding noise. Creepypasta no! confirmed. <laughs> Suspended from the ceiling is a large grapple, which is moving to and fro across the room, picking up objects and moving them around. There's also a loading platform on the floor between Boombox's hole and the machine. Sonic can jump down onto the floor, onto the grapple, or onto the loading platform, or he can ask Boombox if he knows anything about the room. Uh, what what is moving the fastest? Because that's what we want to do. I think. Yeah. Let's see. The is the conveyor belt an option? We've got the floor, the grapple, and the loading platform. This book is railroading us, guys. Ooh, the floor is where people run sometimes. So let's do that. Here's what I'm thinking, like. If we want to move the fastest, we this is one action, one space of time. And so the furthest distance means that we would get the fastest movement, right? Yeah. Let's do that. What's yeah, the, the loading, the the loading thing is the furthest away then, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming that the grapple is the highest, the loading platform would be a little lower than that, and then the floor is the lowest plane. Yeah. Let's have Sonic race himself to the, <laughs> the most distant one. All right. Going to turn to page 272. <laughs> Sonic jumps down to the metal floor. The moment his feet touch it, there's an electric current that zaps through his body. Sparks arc between his spikes, just like in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, starring 
He's wearing Ben Schwartz. <laughs> Does that make us faster? <laughs> uh, let's see. The whole floor <laughs> is electrified. If Sonic has oh, no rings, it. he loses a life and must turn back to 123. If he has rings, he loses them all. Ooh, boy. So we lose our one ring that we collected. Oh, man. The one ring to roll them all. <laughs> and we must now choose whether to jump for the platform, the grapple, or the machine itself. The platform probably isn't shocky if it's a loading platform. So I say platform. Let the platform this business. It's, right. this, this whole thing is a platformer, isn't it? Uh, yeah. A, a speed platformer. A, a physics and momentum-based platformer. Quite good. Quite uh, good. 243. The platform is easy to reach, and the grinding, juddering machine is so close that Sonic can smell the burning oil in its engine. He can see Boombox and Tails gesturing and shouting something, which he can't quite hear over the din. Then he looks up to see the grapple swinging <laughs> down towards him, its pincers open and menacing. We need to roll on Sonic's agility to beat a six. Connor, I believe it's your turn. We got a four. Plus two agility. We beat a six. Yeah, Woo. meet or beat. If we succeed, <laughs> turn to page 85. Sonic dodges the descending jaws just in time, and the grapple's pincers snap shut on empty space. The grapple opens again, and it rises towards the ceiling. Sonic can jump onto it and ride across the room, try to smash it, or he can jump across onto the huge machine. I think when you jump on things, it hurts them. So let's jump on it. Jump on the machine? The machine. Yeah. All right. I know how a Robotnik boss fight works. Just got to jump on him thrice. Don't lose all your rings. Okay, this narrative kind of kills our momentum a little bit. It says, Sonic stands on top of the whirring, buzzing, and shaking machine. Mm, I was planning on standing, but... Okay, book, go on. <laughs> Tell him to stand harder. <laughs> he looks down to see Dancer and Johnny Lightfoot still tied to the conveyor belt, moving slowly toward a large opening. They're about to be swallowed up by the contraption. Sonic only has time to release one of the two animals before the conveyor belt carries them into the machine. Uh, is it his friend Johnny Whoa. Lightfoot or Boombox's girlfriend, Dancer? Is Dancer a rat? Yeah. Dancer is a rat. Save the rat. I hate Johnny Lightfoot. <laughs> He owes me $7, and he hasn't paid me back in, like, nine years. So. Yeah, plus, Johnny Lightfoot seems like he's probably a ripoff of Artie Lightfoot, the old Super NES game. Yeah, this this guy is just, he's really grinding my gears the wrong way. Let's grind his gears. Yeah, he's a lawsuit yeah. waiting to happen. Let him go. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Johnny Lightfoot. We're going to save Dancer. Dancer is securely tied to the conveyor belt. After a couple of seconds, Sonic realizes that the knots are too much for him, so he grabs the ropes and pulls with all his might. The bonds snap, and Dancer is free. There is a horrible grinding noise from inside the machine, <laughs> and a large hatch opens at the side. Sonic watches with horror as something emerges. It's a oh. big, bronze robot, and it looks frighteningly like the rabbit who disappeared into the machine moments ago, <sighs> only covered in spikes and rivets. It lunges for Sonic, who must fight this rab-bot, whether he wants to or not, using his agility and being careful not to put a foot on the floor. Man, the rab-bot's rating agility. is six. If Sonic oh. wins, blah, blah, blah. Okay, 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 okay. So we need to roll against the rab-bot. Oh, boy. I think that's Christian's turn. Let me warm up my rolling hand here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get warm. We need a good one for this. Our, our agility is still a two. That didn't change. <laughs> yeah, still a two. <laughs> We're not, it's not higher by a lot. Okay. Then that's a four in total. Ooh, boy. So we lose a life. Ah! If you lose a life, turn back to page 123. Back? Have we been at page 123? Let me check. Mm. Have we been there? Oh, yes, we have been. Uh, this is when we first entered the room. Uh, so now... We have the option to okay. Let me let me see if I can if I can follow the narrative that they're trying to go with here. <laughs> because if we go back to the room, then they're both still alive and okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if we win, we turn to one twelve. If we lose a life, we turn back to one twenty. Oh, that's because it's a save point. The game is restarting and oh. giving us an opportunity to not have completely wrecked ourselves. That's interesting. Cool. Okay. okay, look at that. We we hit the little gabling. I how if you've played the Sonic games, there's like that thing that you hit and it spins around and there's your save point. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, a flag like a or weird something. Balloon pole. Yeah. 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 I just realized I have no idea what that thing is actually supposed to be like IRL. I imagine it's like it's, a turnstile like those arms that go up and down. Yeah, but also a lamp. But also 
a balloon pole. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) In any case, thank you, James Wallace, for having given us another life. Uh, Now that we've gotten to this point, I don't know if the 8-Bit Book Club folks were aware that you had multiple lives. They just, when they died, they died. (laughs) A bunch of literal losers. Well, we're uh, we're off to a better start than them, at least. Okay, (laughs) and we proceeded on. So... We are watching Johnny Lightfoot and Dancer getting pulled into this terrible machine. Do we want to jump on the floor, onto the grapple, onto the loading platform, or do we want to ask Boombox if we should know anything about the room? I have a bad feeling about the floor. Yeah. Um, Call it a premonition. Uh, (laughs) So if we go on the loading platform, don't we just stand there? (laughs) What if we... We haven't tried jumping directly onto the claw. What if we just do that? Ooh kill the claw because yeah i think if we jump back onto the platform that's going to sort of reset that whole situation of do we want to save johnny lightfoot yeah. or dancer let's not do that cool okay so we're gonna Next jump on the grapple johnny <laughs> <laughs> sorry boombox my friend is more important than your girlfriend well i think she's easier to beat up too probably so <laughs> yeah Okay, I like the direction this is going because it says, without hesitating, Sonic leaps for the grapple as it glides toward the huge machine. It's a beautiful jump, perfectly timed, and he grabs the claw of the device as they swing past. No problem. Sonic can either smash the grapple or hang on to it. Smash. Yeah, gotta smash. Got to go smash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna turn to page 191. Sonic hits the grapple, his spikes whizzing like a buzzsaw, and it explodes in a shower of sparks, smoke, and shrapnel. Inside are five gold rings. <gasps> oh, man, yes, we're so violence. set. We're so set. Sonic grabs them, write them down. I just did that. Thank you, book. And Me jumps too. off the ruined device, landing on the machine below just in time. The weakened metal gives way, and the grapple falls to the floor with a crash. Turn to page 55. Sonic stomp. Sanic stauns. Of course he yeah, does. Yeah, he does. It's Sanic. That's so funny. I have the uh, character sheet written as Sanic as well. So. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Sanic now canon in this uh, in this Sonicverse. <laughs> Sonic stands on top of the whirring, buzzing, shaking machine. He looks down to see Dancer and Johnny Lightfoot still tied to the conveyor belt, moving slowly towards a large opening. They're about to be swallowed up by the contraption. Oh, gosh. This is where we what? have to save Johnny or Dancer. Hmm. Let's save Johnny this time dancer nah, dude Johnny still owes me seven dollars frick him <laughs> yeah Dip and if, the meat grinder yeah and if we if we can get that seven dollars back from Johnny then we can replace Porker Harris's Botman cartridge that we destroyed <laughs> uh, yeah those things are dirt cheap at this point <laughs> yeah so sorry boombox but Johnny Lightfoot is going to try and kill us if we don't save him so, Sonic leaps onto the conveyor belt and rips the ropes from around Johnny Lightfoot. The rabbit doesn't seem to be injured and scrambles for safety towards the platform in the middle of the room. Sonic, watch out! Tails' cry cuts through the din of the machine. There is a tearing, grinding sound from inside it, and suddenly a side panel bursts off and a silver robot emerges. It looks like Boombox's friend Dancer encased in metal. For a second, Sonic isn't sure what to do, then the robot whirs around, sees Sonic, and dashes at him, its arms whirling. He's going to have to fight it. Sonic must use his speed to fight yes! this robot. Okay, this yes. is good. Ooh, but this robot has a rating of eight. So, Connor, go yeah. ahead and roll our speed. We need to get a three or high. I got a three, baby. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Oh, perfect. If he wins, turn to section 112. Man, turns out we should have been fighting Dancer this whole time. Yeah. I'm drawing Boombox as we speak. I love this little man. <laughs> we'll have to post that up on our Instagram after we post this episode. Sonic delivers a final knockout punch. The robot casing falls apart and the animal inside is released. None the worse for its experience. Yeah. I love how I love how Dancer got turned into a robot in this horrid clanking machine and is just like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> Boombox is reunited with Dancer and Johnny is very relieved to see Sonic and Tails. Look at us. We're winning this game. We're doing so good. Oh, yeah. Okay, we need a voice for Johnny Lightfoot. I got a chance to see some of the city before they carried me into the machine, he says. Is there anything I can tell you? Sonic and Tails can ask him about their other friends, who's running the city, or whether he knows how to get the past the big robot and bot man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, we broke the cartridge, but we're going to get it back. Hey, man, how do you beat... The big yeah. robot and Botman. That's I know things are a little weird know. right now, but have you beat Botman? <laughs> <laughs> Turn to page 70. 
What a weird question, says Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know. Oh, God. Yeah. You came to rescue me just to ask me that? Anyway, you're the one who's good at defeating robots. Have you tried finding some way to make it short circuit? Water might work. It's worth a try. Sorry, I can't help more. Do Sonic and Tails ask him about their other friends or who's running the city? Uh, I don't know. Franz? How to Franz? All right. So going to turn to page 32. I don't think I know, starts Johnny, but Dancer interrupts him. I know where two of your friends are, she says. A walrus and a penguin. You know them, right? Cool, yeah, sushi and tux, says Sonic. (laughs) Right, I saw them before I was caught by the robots. They're in the room with the pool, replies Dancer. A pool, says Tails. That sounds luxurious. (laughs) It isn't, believe me, says Dancer. If Sonic and Tails run to the room with their friends, turn to 155. If they ask about who's running the city, turn to 132. If Sonic asks Johnny Lightfoot about the big robot and Botman, turn to 70. Okay, (laughs) I just would like to point out, two of those have the word running. It's true. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why we didn't go with that earlier. Um, But one of them is actually running, and one of them is more the concept of ruling. So I say we go with the one that is running. Yeah, dude. Lore is for mouth breathers. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to turn to page 155. Dude, there was an episode of Wonderful where Griffin and Rachel were talking about the dictionary definition, like the Oxford English dictionary definition of the word run. And there's like huh. 600 unique definitions for the word run or something no like that. No kidding. That's fantastic. I, I guess I can see that. Sonic mm-hmm. is a very literate man. Uh, he is. Manhog. That's yeah. why he is the smart one here. That's why we gave him a uh, three in quick wits. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, page 155. I'll show you the way, says Boombox, and sets off down the tunnel. It's a long walk, and Sonic and Tails feel almost as if they're lost in a maze until finally they can see an exit ahead. Boombox points to it. That's the pool room, he says. I'm not going in there. They almost caught me last time. I'll show you if Rabbit Friend the way out of the city, but I can't help you here. Sorry. He, Dancer, and Johnny Lightfoot walk down the tunnel. Sonic and Tails watch them go, then look out into the pool room. Why Why can't we go with these guys? Why, why can't we, like, avoid dying in this terrible pool room? Yeah, what the uh, heck? Because we have to use the water in the pool room to defeat the final boss. Just oh, like the hey, rabbit yeah. said. Put our video game in the water, I forgot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> also, I guess we have to save Tux and Sushi, or whatever. I hate Tuts and Sushi, too. They both owe you $7. They both owe Mm me $7 between the two of them, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if we save them, that's enough to buy a Botman cartridge, because apparently Johnny Lightfoot's not forking over the 7 bucks he owes us. That guy. Yeah, let's get these losers. (laughs) The room is huge. At its center is an enormous pool of steaming water. Above that, fixed to the ceiling, is a strange contraption with loops and tubes pointing down into the pool. It hisses and belches menacingly, and from time to time something black drops from one of the tubes and sizzles as it hits the water. In the pool are Joe Sushi the walrus and Tux the penguin. They aren't enjoying themselves. The water looks very hot indeed, and there are bronze guard robots around the edge armed with long poles, and they prod the two animals with them every time they try to get close to the edge. The robot's cartridge, notices Sonic, says, Exercise. Tails turns to Sonic. You tackled the last room, he says. Let me try this one. Sonic nods, not afraid to let his friend show off because he knows he can always rush to his assistance if something goes wrong. He can rush, yes, that is, that is true. <laughs> he, they lost me for the first part of that sentence, but then they got yeah. me back with the second. Yeah, I mean, the first <laughs> Tails can watch to see what's going on, attack the guard bots around the edge of the pool, dive into the pool, or leap up to the ceiling and grab one of the loops hanging there. Oh, we're Tails now? We're Tails. We're Miles Tails Prower. Do our stats stay the same? That's a good question. <laughs> Probably. He's okay. just Sonic Jr. Make him jump yeah, in the me... pool. <laughs> <laughs> jump in the pool. All right. We're... Does he have extra lives? Turn to page 187. <laughs> yeah, the water is hot. So hot the Tails is almost scalded by it. <laughs> No wonder, no wonder Tux and Joe Sushi are trying to get out. Tails looks around. The robots on the edge of the pool haven't noticed the third animal in the pool. Joe and Tux have, and he can hear their shots. Tails, get out! Save yourself! 
<laughs> Tails can try to get out of the pool, dive to the bottom of the <laughs> pool to retrieve one of the objects falling from the ceiling, or try to help Joe and Tux out of the water. I say we dive. Dive. Let's get to the bottom of this pool. <laughs> All right. We're going to turn to page four. It's, it's probably just coal. <laughs> yeah. Hot Tails poles. takes a Tails <laughs> takes a deep breath and turns. Oh, gosh. This, this never goes well when you have to go under the water in a Sonic game. Tails takes a deep breath and turns turtle, diving through the hot water towards the bottom of the pool. I thought he was a fox. He's a turtle now, apparently. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Hang on. Is is turns turtle a phrase that I have forgotten from my it's youth? It's a swimming phrase. <laughs> I mean, you're the turtle expert here, so if you haven't heard it, then I guess we're, we're out of luck. I do love turtles. He Tails takes turtles. a deep breath and turns turtle, diving through the hot water towards the bottom of the pool. There are a number of small black objects lying there and a larger round one. Tails looks at one of the small objects and recognizes it as a cartridge, like the ones plugged into the robot's chest sockets. He picks up one that has just been dropped into the pool and it's drifting towards the bottom and nearly drops it. It's very hot. Aha, that must be why they're dropping the cartridges here to cool them down. And also why the water is so hot. That sentence took a lot of turns. <laughs> Tails looks at the cartridge, which has the word Ren Eggade printed on it, and grabs oh two. Write them on Sonic's vital statistics. We have two Ren Eggade cartridges. I wonder if we can turn some of the robots into Renegades to help us out. I do like that idea. Yeah, let's Ren Eggade these boys. Nearby is the large round object. This one seems fixed to the bottom of the pool. Tails stares at it until his lungs are bursting for air, and then he shoots <laughs> back up to the top. As he surfaces and draws in a fresh lungful of oxygen, he realizes what the thing must be. The plug for the pool! Pull it out and the water will drain out. Yeah. He treads water for a moment, just long enough to throw one of the Ren Eggade cartridges to Sonic, who is still waiting in the tunnel. He's thinking quickly about what to do next. Yes, he thinking is. Thinking quickly. That we are. <laughs> Does Tails dive back down to pull out the plug? Does he put his new cartridge into one of the guard robots? Or does he make one last attempt to climb out of the pool? These are all pretty good, except for the climb out of the pool. I kind of want to try putting one of them cartridges in to turn it into a renegade. Renegade. Wow, I yeah. can't say that. Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to turn this robot into a renegade on page 174. Yes, we are. Turns out he's just better at killing us. <laughs> <laughs> Our fighting only makes him look cooler. <laughs> Tails swims towards the edge, and, as he expected, a guard bot pushes him away with its pole. This time, Tails grabs the pole and starts climbing along it towards the robot. It hasn't been programmed for this and keeps jabbing with its pole. This makes it easy for Tails to climb to the end, pull out its cartridge, and insert the Ren Eggade one. What happens next is most unexpected. The robot drops its pole, and, arms waving wildly, rushes toward the other robots. Exactly. That was expected. unexpected, yes, James Wallace. No. <laughs> <laughs> if, well, you see what he did is he spelled renegade differently. And so we, we wouldn't have known mm. what that word meant. Yes. Yes, yes. exactly. Really, I was just thinking about eggs or Easter or chickens, but actually <laughs> it was subterfuge. <laughs> exactly. If I, less than one year old Ned, was reading this book on the year it came out, I would not have figured out what was going on. Valid point. We have to think of the times. Yes. yes. <laughs> the robot careens into the other robots, knocking off heads and legs and generally going berserk. After a couple of robots have been dismembered, the runaway robot the one, the runaway robot gets hold of a new pole and, using it like a bow stick, smashes the remaining guard bots into little chunks of guard bot scrap before crashing through the door and disappearing down the passage with an electronic whoop of triumph. Yeah, get a murder bot. <laughs> go, Man, go I, wreck him. Can we just follow this murder bot? I, I know, know this, this guy is our better new than pro tag. We just follow him around. All right, take him out, guy. Tails helps <laughs> Tux and Joe Sushi out of the pool and points to Boombox's tunnel. Quick, go, he urges. Anything could happen, so hurry. The walrus and penguin head towards the tunnel. Turn to page 201. There is a huge crash from the far side of the room as an army of silver robots charges in across the, rub across the rubble of the far wall. Flying above them is the villainous Dr. Ivo Robotnik in his Egomatic. <gasps> there it is. There's the there Egomatic. Uh... Bright red to match his ridiculous mustache. <laughs> Underneath the device is what looks like a huge metal fist. Sonic and Tails, booms his voice, amplified to be heard over the noise of hundreds of charging robots. How exquisite it is to see you. Now it is time for your exit. Ha 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 ha. Nice. Something smells bad, like a rotten egg, Sonic shouts to his friends. 
You head for the exit. It's me he really wants. The three animals run to Boombox's tunnel and disappear down it before the robots can react. Ha 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 ha, continues Robotnik, <laughs> swooping the Egomatic towards, ro- towards Sonic, leading the Silver Robot Army. Does Sonic attack Robotnik's Egomatic or his robot army, or does he flee down Boombox's tunnel? Attack the big bad. We're here to kick butt. Kill Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> All Shoot right. him with the, the, the nine millimeter. <laughs> Put him in the pool. Put him <laughs> in the water. Yeah. Make him eat right. the cartridges. <laughs> We're going to page 92. I'll get you, shouts Sonic, leaping at the flying device and its fat controller. Man, these guys, they really are shaming Robotnik, but I guess we did the same thing with Roken. So <laughs> we did do that are. with Roken. <laughs> We're going to roll against Sonic's quick wits to beat a 10. Fortunately, this is a plus three. Oh, gosh. That's still Which not great, though. Impossible. Impossible. We cannot do it. We cannot do it. So do one of you still want to undignify yourself by making a roll or should we just I will handle this bad news boys I got a six (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) you got the max possible and we still couldn't Uh, do it (laughs) this is terrible all right well if the roll is successful Sonic bounces off the Egomatic but he is not wait a second though do we get to roll with Tails he helps Tails is helping us yeah, there's, there's a rule in the beginning that if Sonic is fighting alongside Tails, he gets to add three points to his attack roll. No way. Is Tails with us or did he flee? Tails is Let's see. He's in the pool. He's like two no, feet away No, he got out. Oh, gosh. Oh. So I'm, I'm, reading down the, I'm reading down the page here. If he hits the Egomatic, then he rebounds off the head of a silver robot underneath and shoots towards the hole of the collapsed wall. And then he watches as Tails uses the distraction he's caused to disappear down Boombox's tunnel following Joe and Tux. So Tails would have still been there when we made the attack. I say we count it. I say it's it's a valid a valid use of Tails assist. Booyah. Yeah, yeah. This is that Tails assist strat. (laughs) A Tails assisted speed run. Yeah. A TAS. Uh, Hopefully somebody in our audience is going to get that. If the roll is successful, he bounces off the Egomatic, make one marking the Egomatic hits box. Sonic then rebounds off the head of a silver robot underneath and shoots towards the hole in the collapsed wall. He watches as Tails uses the distraction he's caused to disappear down Boombox's tunnel, following Joe and Tux, probably taking them to safety. We turn to page 176. So Thank now you, we're Tails, alone. for not being useless. <laughs> Sonic batters his way through the robot army, leaping and bounding from bot to bot. Finally, he bounces through the hole in the far wall, turns left, and breaks into one of the fastest sprints of his life away from the pool room. Normally, he's eager to face Robotnik, but only when he's got some chance of winning. Experience has taught Sonic that there's no sense in fighting a battle if you know you're going to lose before you start. That seems... That doesn't seem like Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, that seems maybe a little bit too logical for our hog here. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he would just start a fight and then die. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've been playing a Sonic game and I have gone into a fight knowing I was going to die. I mean, like, <laughs> you get to the end of the zone and you're fighting against Robotnik and the game doesn't give you an option to just run away. You got to fight or die <laughs> until you beat Eggman. That's the truth. And we were in a perfect place. We had a pool with water and everything. Ugh, Sonic, you have, <sighs> you have wasted your chance. Thanks, James Wallace. Sonic's not my hero anymore. <laughs> we still have that uh, rene- Renegade cartridge. Yeah, we got one left. Yeah. After twisting and turning through corridors and passageways, he emerges into an open area of the city through a large metal door which clangs shut behind him. He pauses for a moment to get his bearings and then considers his choices. To his left is a vast star-shaped building which has bronze construction robots swarming over it, and off in the distance he can just see the city gates. He can investigate the building, head for the gates, or search for more of his friends. I like stars. Stars are fast, right? Stars stars have been benounced to be fast when they yes. shoot. So They do shoot. Like <laughs> we should have done with our 9mm if we were Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, man, I the love that millimeter. game. But Shadow doesn't exist yet, right? In 93? That's true. No, he doesn't. But he does get a 9mm and he can dual wield Uzis and he gets like straight up assault rifles. It's... <laughs> An insane timeline we live in. So he must be the American. <laughs> yeah. He's very American. <laughs> oh, man. We're, we're at a point where 
I can never quite tell how close to the end we are because we were fighting Robotnik and it was like, okay, yeah, we're going to beat Robotnik. We're going to finish the book. But now it seems like we've got a lot more branches ahead of us. So I'm wondering, should we cliffhanger this and come back <gasps> for another episode? You know, we got a good hour episode here. I think that's a good time to just say we, we, we ran into the big bad. We're going to recuperate. We'll pick it back up next time on Glee. See what yeah. happens next time on Sanic going fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, this has been lots of fun. I have really enjoyed this experience. Hopefully you all have as well, because we're going to record the next episode immediately after this. But yeah, you know, some plugs. Uh, we've got a sister podcast, Diecast Fireball. We've got fake campaigns. Listen to those. We've got an avatar campaign. Listen to that. But what's more important right now, uh, Connor and I have been workshopping this new segment called Jack of All Games. Woo. And so we're since we are experiencing all kinds of different games here today, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite gaming recommendations for you guys. So uh, I'll start us off. Uh, first things first, get the Steam Deck, everybody, because it is amazing. <laughs> I put in my pre-order right towards the end of the pre-order period, and the day before I got it, they announced, hey, we've gotten through all of our reservations. You can just straight up order it and we'll ship it to you. So if you've been holding off on ordering a Steam Deck because you're like, oh, I don't want to wait that long, you can just order it right now and they'll send it right to you. It's a beautiful piece of hardware. And a game that I've been really enjoying on the Steam Deck is called Spookware. It's a little indie title by Dread XP. It's like if WarioWare had an like a point and click style overworld that connected all of the micro games with each other. So you play as this trio of skeleton brothers in like this sort of early, late, uh, actually, I'm not entirely sure when it is, but it's got kind of a late 90s vibe to me. And each of the overworlds you go to has a really cool, unique theme. So like the first chapter, you're going to high school and there's a bunch of rhythm games. The second chapter, you go on a cruise and you solve a murder mystery. Ooh. And it's got these Phoenix Wright style situations where you're like <laughs> interrogating people and showing evidence to conflict with their testimony. There's like the third one, you start a restaurant in Bonehatton. And <laughs> it's like one of those uh, restaurant management mini games where like you're moving the patrons to their tables and you're taking their orders and you're cleaning up the tables to make room for more patrons. It's a surprisingly well thought out game. I find it very charming. All of the micro games do have kind of a macabre sort of bent to them. So if you're not into like, you know, chopping off fingers, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a very cartoonish presentation that I personally find to be, you know, not super spooky. But yeah, I definitely recommend that. I'll warn you, when it turns into a first person shooter, it does get very difficult. <laughs> uh, but I, I love it. It's a super fun game. It's only like 10 bucks. I would definitely recommend checking out that one. Christian, you got any games you want to wreck? Oh, yeah, you know me. I'm going to recommend Pokemon. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, I will actually recommend Black 2 or White 2. Mm. Mm. Really the only time, well, I want to say the only time they did a sequel. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon weren't really sequels. It was like a the same game with a DLC <laughs> added on. It was not good. But Black 2 and White 2, I just replayed recently and they hold up they are super fun good story the region's really unique they got a lot of good pokemon those sprite animations are gorgeous Ugh, it's so fun yeah. it's just a blast so i will always recommend I'm, I'm looking at my little case i have here with all all the pokemon games from the main series and it just, it makes me so happy. <laughs> nice. And Connor, you got anything to recommend? Oh, always. Fellas, I'm always going through new games, playing old games. My backlog is longer than the Great Wall of China. Um, but currently, I have been enjoying a couple of games that I have been really meaning to get to lately that I'll focus on. The first being Tunic, which is a Ooh. fantastic little isometric kind of old school style Zelda type game. A lot of people compare it to Fez. If you really dove into Fez, uh, you'll know that there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and without giving anything away with Tunic. It's the same case here. There's a lot of really cool things at the surface level and then when you go deeper you're like, okay, boy oh boy. 
Uh, <laughs> and that's about as far as I'll go into that because I think it's an experience worth just kind of getting into on your own. Also, it's adorable. And then my second game, which is on a very uh, different kind of place, um, Amori is one that I have uh, had. I, I started it on my PC a while ago, really enjoyed what I did play, and then I just kind of tapered off because it's not the kind of... It's not the kind of game I sit at my computer to play. It's a very low-res, indie, Earthbound-esque title that, for the first good while, just sort of seems like a happy-go-lucky Undertale, again, Earthbound kind of experience. And then every now and then it just becomes a horror game. Um, <laughs> like, legitimately, like, not just... The, the, the pacing and the timing and the absolute shifts that happen are such that it completely upends the game that you think you're playing, and all of a sudden you need to turn your lights back on, even though you're 25 <laughs> years old. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, Amori and Tunic are fantastic games. Nice. Tunic is pretty high on my wish list at the moment. You, you're going to love it, dude, whenever you, you get around to it. And, and I'm glad I waited to get to it on my own time, but, whole oh, man. It's a blast. Nice. Well, everybody, thanks so much for listening to this special Sonic Adventure book bonus episode. <laughs> and a huge thanks to all of our patrons who have made it possible for us to record these bonus episodes for all you guys. Much love and stuff, everybody. I'm Ned Wilcock, your book reader, and I've been joined <laughs> by... Christian Randall, Fast Boy, Connor Wood, Dropper of Rings. Now I say much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you <laughs> next time on Improv Tabletop. <laughs>